welcome to Ask Abby, a podcast where I help women who have a tough decision to make to connect to the inner wisdom of their body, find their own answers, and move forward. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Ask Abby. Today, we're going to do something a little different, and we will be doing a solo podcast. It occurred to me that I haven't really introduced myself much, right? I really haven't talked much about my own journey within my own business. And yeah, I just felt like it was time to come on the podcast and share some of my own journey and my own process as I've moved through my business over the years. So bear with me as talking to a microphone and a computer is extremely different from what I'm used to, where I usually have another human to kind of bounce off of. So first and foremost, I started my own business in 2017. I had just come out of a divorce. I wasn't sure what I was going to do. I wasn't sure if I was going to move somewhere new and try something new. I like really had had no idea. I had an extremely amicable divorce. My ex-husband was an absolute gem. We, you know, were able to split everything on our own. We didn't even use lawyers, like a very, very easy divorce. And, you know, I kind of was at this new point in my life where he had kind of wanted to start having a family and I really wanted to focus on myself and my business. I just finished massage therapy school. I had bounced around jobs all of my young years. I was a geologist by trade. And coming out of school, I did work in geology um, for a couple of years. I didn't love it. I didn't love it. It was a lot of desk work, a lot of data tables. And I did do some work in the fields, but even that was a lot of just like sitting in parking lots, monitoring water meters for hours and hours. So I got out of that and babysat for a little while. My parents were beside themselves. I... Um, worked at a gym. I was a personal trainer. I just was like all over the board. So I found massage therapy school because I had dealt with back pain um, my entire life. I started having back pain around 20. I was around like 19 or 20, I think, when it started. It took me about a year and a half to realize I had herniated a disc in my low back. I was in like debilitating pain. The doctors kept telling me, you're young, you'll bounce back you know, you, it, it, it won't be a big deal. Like, don't even worry about it. And over a year later, it, I was just getting worse and worse. It didn't seem like it was going anywhere. And I remember at that point in my life, just feeling like I was going to be in this forever. Like my back was never going to get better. It was always going to be like this. I, my friends wanted to go to the bars, you know, I was 21, 20, and I couldn't even go stand in the bar all night. Like it was so, it was just so painful. So I actually was able to find a lot of relief through massage therapy, through yoga. Um, I took swim aerobics with all the old people. It was so funny. I would go to this class and everybody was like in their 80s and I was 20 and, you know, doing the swim aerobics, running up and down the pool. And I eventually was able to um, come out of it, right? To, I hate to say like fix it because I don't think it was something that needed to be fixed so much, but I was able to heal and I was able to resume normal young people activities and really um, come around. So in my early 20s, I 
started working at a gym. I was like kind of a personal trainer, kind of more of a fitness instructor. And it just drove me nuts seeing people creating pain for themselves. Like people would come in the gym and they'd be so intent on beating their bodies up and punishing themselves for the foods that they'd eaten. And even when they would say, oh, I have a bad knee, like they would push themselves through exercises that just really, it never made sense to me, you know? And I think this was the start of me trying to help people honor their energy. And I was constantly giving them um, modifications and helping them to work around these injuries and these different things that they'd been dealing with. I was always getting yelled at by my bosses who in hindsight were a little crazy, but I was always getting yelled at by my bosses because they'd tell me I was too easy. I didn't push people hard enough. And I felt like I'm sitting here watching people hurt themselves. This gym did not require any training to become a personal trainer. You pretty much just had to smile and be able to sell a membership. You did not have to have any education, any training. And it just drove me nuts seeing these people come in and have this attitude towards their bodies and towards working out. And, oh gosh, it was just so hard to witness this like harm that they were doing. And we were giving them exercises that were totally inappropriate for the level that they were at, for the issues that they were dealing with. A lot of these clients were moms in their you know, 40s and 50s, and they should not have been doing jumping lunges. And it was just, it was really, it was a really difficult thing to kind of watch. So I decided to go to massage therapy school. I wanted to get on the other side of it. You know, I wanted to start doing the healing and not creating the issues. And, you know, I was constantly being yelled at by my bosses for changing the workout of the day or modifying for people or letting people use lighter weights. And it just, it just drove me nuts. So I signed up for massage therapy school. I went to a school that was like four hours from my house, which was nuts. Drove down there once a week, did all my classes. And I knew that I really wanted to have a sports and injury focus, right? I really wanted to work with people on issues that they were dealing with, pain that they'd been dealing with. I didn't just want to rub people with oil and give them a relaxation massage. So, you know, school was great. I graduated um, around the time that I got divorced. And at this time, I I knew that I did not want to work for someone else because I knew working for someone else meant that I would have to work at a spa or some, or for a chiropractor, and that someone would be telling me what to do, basically. Um, I had no interest in doing relaxation or Swedish massage, and I also didn't like the idea, which is my defined will in human design. I did not like the idea of me, you know, performing a $100 service and the business keeping 75% of it and paying me $20 an hour, like, It never sat right with me. So right out of school, I decided I would open my own business in true for one emotional projector with a defined will center fashion. I, you know, decided I was going to go into business and then decided I'm going to get divorced. So I'm like, okay, is this a good time to go into business? I don't know. I just came out of this marriage. Um, We hadn't sold our house yet. Uh, He moved back where his family was and I you know, had this house that we were trying to sell and I was here taking care of it. And 
It just, it seemed insane to me. So I took a bartending job and started working, really loved the bar that I was working at. I was really enjoying it. And a physical therapist who I knew previously reached out to me and said, listen, I just bought a new building. I'm opening up a new practice. He'd had a practice, but like a really tiny one. And it's going to have a couple extra rooms. Would you want to rent one? And, you know, I knew I wanted to do it. It was, it was so funny because it's, it's, These moments when I look back in my life where I had tremendous growth were when I just took blind leaps of faith into the unknown. I, you know, was juggling a lot of balls at this time. The divorce hadn't even started. The house hadn't even been sold. We had a lot of things going on and it just felt right, you know? So I said yes. I was like, you know what? Let me know when you get opened. Yeah, like I think I want to do it. So sure enough. A couple months later, he opens up, he calls me and I'm like, you know what? Yeah, let's do it. I'm going to open my own business. Um, I had always felt like, oh, well, I'll be working at the gym and I'll be able to pull clients from the gym. Well, the gym fired me well before I was able to, um, well before I graduated school. It was like a few months before I graduated school. And I remember being like, where am I going to get clients from? This is going to be so hard. Like, you know, I remember feeling really like it was impossible. There was no way it was going to happen now that I didn't have the gym. But I did it anyway. I signed the lease. It was a. It was only two days a week that I had access to the space. And that was perfect for me. That really worked for me. So I bartended on the weekends. And a couple days a week, I went down and took clients. And, you know, I'm not even really sure how it happened. But the clients came. I started off with a ridiculously low price, like $50 a session for your first session, just to get people in the door, just to get people seeing what I was doing. And right away, people were seeing the results that I was giving them. They were leaving with way less pain. They were leaving feeling so much better than when they walked in and learning so much more about their bodies. So I quickly learned I couldn't stay at those rates. And, you know, I kept inching up my rates up and up and up and After about a year, I would say I was like breaking even. I mean, it didn't take a year. I was breaking even probably within a couple of months to where I was paying my rent. I was paying for anything I needed to put in the space, any decorations I want, you know, things like that. But I wasn't really netting money. I was living off of my bartending income. And about a year in, I got word that... A space near me, so the place where I had been working out of was about 35 minutes from my house. So I got word that a little yoga studio up the street from where I live was going out of business and that the space was going to be available. I'd been in this yoga studio, so I knew what the space was like. And I was like, oh my gosh, that would be the perfect space, like literally the perfect space for my business. So I go down to look and the rent like isn't anywhere near as bad as I expected it to be. Um, But it was more, right? It was quite a bit more. I would say it was double what I was paying to rent a room out of the physical therapist's office. But I only had access to the physical therapy office two days a week. And this place would have been two minutes from my house. I'd have access anytime that I wanted to. So I could just run down there, have a client and come back. And I just knew it was right, right? There was no explanation. I couldn't really make the numbers work. I didn't know how I was going to pay for it. I didn't know how I was going to get the clients. But I also knew that I didn't have enough space for clients. Like I was only going two days a week down there. If I wanted to build this business, I needed more space. And I needed to do it before I really could, quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes, afford it. 
So I signed the lease and, um, you know, one thing led to next. It took me a couple thousand dollars to get that place furnished and set up and painted and pretty and ready to go and turned out to be the best decision that I ever made, right? And so it, it I just want to reiterate, like, I know that it feels in business and I see this all the time with clients and podcast guests. I know that it feels like everyone else has it figured out. Like everyone else was prepared and had the finances to make it work and knew what they were doing and had knew what the outcome would be. But that is actually not the case. You are not alone. (laughs) No one else knows what the fuck they're doing either, right? It's these blind leaps of faith that have been the biggest motivator in my business and the biggest driving force in the growth of my business. So we'll make a long story short. I moved into this location. It was great. I started um, really building up my client base. I upped my rates as soon as I got in the new location and was like, listen, overhead's going up. Prices are going up. I have never had anybody ever, ever in my history of my business complain about a rate raise. Um ever. So little word to the wise, I really started to build this into a real business. And eventually, I would say probably a year into that location, I started to realize that bartending was holding me back. I was turning down clients in the evenings because of bartending shifts. I would be really, really tired the next morning for a client because of bartending late at night. And it just... You know, it was like it had fed me for so long and it was so amazing. I'm so glad that I did it that way. But there eventually got to be this point where it didn't make sense for me to bartend anymore. But I also couldn't really afford not to bartend anymore. And so I had to do the scary thing (laughs) and make the leap. And I was pretty lucky. The place I worked, my boss was an incredible guy and he really worked with me. We weaned back my hours. You know, I went down to two days and then I went down to where I was just covering. I wasn't on the schedule, but I would cover here and there for the other bartenders and the other waitresses. And, you know, it worked out really beautifully. I was so lucky that he was willing to work with me in that way. And eventually I pulled the trigger and I left. And those first couple months were terrifying. I'm not going to lie to you and say that they weren't. I was making good money in my business, but I wasn't really making enough money to pay for my business, all the expenses down at my shop and my apartment and all the expenses for my living. Like it was a lot for me to make it work. And those first few months were slightly terrifying, but... It was exactly what I needed to do to be able to take my business to the next level, to be able to take my business full time. And I was really holding myself back by continuing with this job that I felt like I needed the income because I couldn't actually grow my business's income at the same time, right? So eventually I leave, I'm full time in my business. I would say I was full-time in my business there for about a year when things just started to get really stale is the word I'm going to use. I was starting to notice that when I was working with clients, I was staring at the clock a lot. I felt like, oh God, another 45 minutes till the session is over. I just felt like my heart wasn't in it anymore. And 
you know, massage is a really physical career. And I didn't know about human design at the time. But, you know, for me as a projector, I I would talk to people who would take, say they would take like six to eight massages a day. Like I couldn't, you know, I was taking about three or four a day, about 11 to 15 a week. And at that 11 to 15 max, my wrists were killing me. My hands were killing me. My back was hurting. It was a lot on me physically. So I started to feel really burnt out from that. I was working a lot of nights and Saturdays. Um, those were the primetime slots for clients, which I did not want to be working. I was getting home at seven, eight at night, working all day on Saturday. I just really felt like I was kind of stuck in the amount of income that I could make, you know, at 15 clients a week, I was making, I was getting by, I was paying my bills, but I wasn't thriving. You know, I didn't have tons of disposable income to live the life that I wanted. And the physical toll it would have taken on me to get to that point was just too much. So about February of last year, February of 2020, I come across a sponsored ad in my Instagram feed, or it might've been Facebook. I'm not sure. For body mind coaching, a type of coaching for massage therapists that helps you to implement coaching into your massage therapy practice. So I start reading about this program and I'm like, oh my gosh, this this is exactly what I need. Like this is what's going to take my business to the next level. So I watch all the webinars, you know, I join their free Facebook group. I eat up all the free resources I can and I remember saying to my uh, boyfriend at the time, I want to make a call with these people. Like, I want to get on a call with these people and just see what this program is about. I was like, it's, I know it's going to be expensive. I, I just knew it in my bones. I knew it was going to be expensive. And I, I they, you know, they didn't give you the price until you called. That's usually a dead giveaway. And I was like, but I, I just, something in me, I, I want to call. And he was like, go for it. Call, like, figure it out. So I call. They give me the price. We go through the whole thing. And, you know, my gremlins are screaming. I'm like, I'm barely making money as it is. How am I going to afford a $15,000 coaching program? You know, like, oh, my gremlins were on fire. But in my, like, heart of hearts, in my gut, I knew that I was going to make this choice. And I knew that I was going to sign up. So I remember talking to my parents about it and then, you know, being parents, being like, make sure you think this through. That's a lot of money. And is there going to be a return on investment and yada, yada, yada. And the day I signed up and put my credit card down, I told my mom and she goes, yeah, I knew you were going to do that. And I was like, yeah, me too. Um, and I'm t- when I tell you from the time I saw this sponsored ad to the time I put my credit card down was probably four days. So... I signed up for this program on a whim. I have no idea, you know, I had never thought about coaching prior to this. I had never researched coaching prior to, I mean, that's a lie. I had kind of thought about coaching prior to this. Um, But I, you know, this was very out of the blue. This was something that just dropped in my lap. Well, two weeks later, COVID hits the United States and I have to close my massage business. I get ordered from the state um, department of health to close the doors of my business. And I'm like, fuck. So part of me is screaming. I have these monthly payments to this coaching program, but the other part of me also realizes that without this coaching program, I have nothing, right? Like I, so, you know, the initial two week things goes by and then they, they extend the stay at home order and we start all realizing this is going to be a long haul. This is, this is not going to be a two week shutdown. And man, was I thankful for that program. 
not only did COVID give me the time and space to focus on this program, it allowed me to slow down in a way I never have in my life and get really fucking clear about who I am and what I'm here to do and how I'm going to do that. And, you know, the ability to coach, I started, I figured, oh, I'll do this program and maybe six months in, I'll start coaching. In a month, I was offering coaching sessions. I mean, I was home, I had Zoom, I couldn't take massages and I I needed to figure out a way to work. And, you know, the first client I worked with, we only had a couple of sessions and she actually came on the podcast And within a couple of weeks, she decided to leave her relationship. She decided she wanted to open a business and quit her job. Like she made these, I watched her make these leaps and bounds of huge change in her life and take this dive into the unknown from just these few sessions together. And it was so powerful. And had I not signed up for that program on a whim, None of that could have happened, right? None of that could have been possible. I might have easily been sitting down, just, you know, upset that my business was closed and bitter and, right? Like it could have so gone a different way. And it's like the stars all aligned and that program came in for me when I I needed it most. Even though I couldn't rationalize it at the time when I signed up, I just knew in my body that this was the right choice. So when massage therapy opened back up in the state of Connecticut, where I live, I decided not to go back. And, you know, I had known that something was off in my business. I had known something needed to shift, something needed to give. And did I ever see it coming in the form of a $15,000 coaching program, a full one-year COVID pandemic break from life? No, I never could have predicted that. I never could have planned it. I never could have forced it to happen. You know, it happened because I allowed everything. I listened to my gut and I allowed everything to play out in the way that it was meant to. And I didn't try to control it. And I didn't try to be upset about what was happening around me. I rolled with the punches and I took life as it came. So I guess we'll just keep going as I decided not to open my massage therapy practice again. And that was a really difficult decision. You know, I didn't really want to be paying the overhead. I really liked working from home. I really liked the work I was doing with my coaching clients. And, you know, I wasn't sure people would even be ready to come for a massage. So to open back up, to be paying all that money, to be doing all the extra cleaning and, you know, stuff that has to happen in pandemic life, I just wasn't ready to take that on. So... I made the extremely hard decision, which again, my gremlins were on fire. Nothing about that really was logical or made sense. My business had just been closed for four months. People were like, what do you mean you're not going to reopen? And I was like, nah, I'm going to do this other thing now. I didn't really have a client load yet. I really didn't. I'm not going to lie to you. I had worked with a few people here and there, one off. I did a small group program, but I did not have a full enough client load to really just make that commitment. So... You know, I decided not to go back and believe it or not, tons of opportunities to make money came into me over the summer. I got a job doing private yoga with an 
elderly woman three times a week. I babysat my niece and nephew and hung out with them all summer while my sister was working. Like I got some amazing opportunities and I got some like crazy money opportunities. I was able to pay off this coaching program in full by the time I graduated and everything worked out even though it like was so scary and seemed like it might not ever work out. So now, you know, I have this fully online coaching practice. I would say I've been doing it pretty consistently for like eight months now, and I absolutely love it, right? And this wasn't the last leap of faith I had, you know, and I want you to understand that that's what the, you know, that's what this podcast is really about is that I know it seems scary. I know whatever it is you're going through, whatever that decision you're making seems so scary, And I know that the thing you truly want to do in your heart doesn't make sense. It's not logical. It wouldn't fill out a pros cons list. Your mom and dad probably wouldn't approve. But if you know that it's right, that's where your growth comes. That's where you thrive. You know, that's where you really allow things to take off. And I'll tell you, we'll just do one last, one last crazy like leap into the unknown that I took Um, so I started building up my coaching practice. I was living with my boyfriend at the time, um, you know, chugging along, getting clients and, you know, building my online business. And I was really overwhelmed. I'm not a social media girl. If you follow me on social media, that's probably hard to believe, but I really don't find that it comes very naturally to me. I really had to work hard and learn how to market a business online. It was all new to me. I got tossed into this in the middle of a pandemic. And while I did market my massage business online, it was never nearly as crucial as it is for an online business. So I was overwhelmed. I was frustrated. I felt like I couldn't keep up with posting. I couldn't keep up with sending emails. I was crying all the time when I was like trying to send emails out, just totally overwhelmed. And you know, I knew I needed help. I had kept saying since the dawn of time, honestly, social media has never been my strong suit. Since the dawn of time, I've always said, as soon as I can afford it, I'm going to pay someone. As soon as I can afford it, I'm going to pay someone to help me with that. And all of a sudden I realized like, I'm never going to be able to afford it. Like I'm never going to feel like I can afford it. And how am I ever going to make more money from this online business if I'm not freaking posting and sending emails? I need the help now. I need to just take the leap and I need to invest now. So I hired a virtual assistant, Paige. She's lovely. And I had been talking about doing the podcast all year. Like I knew I wanted to start a podcast, but I just knew I didn't have the bandwidth to take on the editing and all the, there's so much that happens behind the scenes here, guys. And I knew that I could not do all of the things. So I hired Paige around November of last year and Um, I knew at the time when I hired her, my ex and I broke up and I was going to be moving out of his house and moving into my own apartment. So I found my dream apartment. Literally when I tell you, I could not have manifested this apartment if I wanted to. Well, I do think I manifested it, but this is literally my dream apartment. I had looked, I'd been looking because we knew that this was a thing and hadn't really found anything that looked good. And the real estate market's crazy right now. Things were just flying off the market like so fast. So I finally, one night on a whim, 
just look on Zillow and I see this place listed and I reach out to the guy and I'm like, is this, is, you know, is, is this place available? And he's like, yeah, it's available to be available this date, blah, blah, blah. So I meet him to look at the place and he tells me he had 25 to 30 people reach out to him within hours of posting this place online, within hours. He had to pull the listing down. Well, I meet him. I went to high school with his brother. So I pull the, I know you your brother card. And what do you know? I end up being picked first for this apartment. So the apartment was, is beautiful, but a lot more expensive than I had really kind of planned on. But, you know, it checked all my boxes. It's bright. It's airy. I knew that I could see my business thriving here. You know, I work from home. So it's really important for me to have a space that feels good. And I have two cats. Like, I didn't want to be in a tiny studio. This apartment had everything that I wanted. And so I took another leap. I signed the lease. I signed the contract with my VA and I would be lying to you if I said I had a full client load. I think I had one client on my roster, one, when I moved here. And this was just blind faith that it was going to work out. I, my bills were astronomical and I was bringing in not an astronomical amount. And I just knew, I knew it was going to work. And I knew that being here and having my assistant helping me was the only way that I could grow this business to be able to afford it all. And like, I could not do it without her. And I still, to this day, feel that that's the case. Like I could not have built my business to this point without her help, without her help on the podcast, without her help on social media and on my emails. It's, it would have been impossible. So Here I dived into the unknown again, and I'm not going to lie to you, the first month I lived out of my savings account for the first month or two, and it was terrifying, but I knew that it was going to work out. So I chugged along, kept investing, and here we are in May, thriving, not living out of my savings account, and yeah, really making everything work. And I didn't know that it was going to work. I didn't have it all figured out. I didn't have a plan, right? And I think that that's one of the hardest lessons for new entrepreneurs is we think we need to have it all figured out before we start. We think we need to be able to afford it before we invest. We are trying to do it completely ass backwards. But whenever you talk to uh, Forbes 30 under 30, a uh, top business, right? A CEO of a Fortune 500 company. Every single one will tell you that in the beginning, they winged it. In the beginning, they took all their money and they dumped it into their business. And they took that leap of faith into the unknown. And I'm here to tell you the same exact thing. I know that it's terrifying. I know that it's probably the scariest thing you've ever done. And that's how you know you're on the right path. So I hope that that gives you all some clarity just on my background, my business, where I come from, and my way of doing things. You know, I am definitely not a very strategic, organized, I'm, I'm organized, I shouldn't say that, but I'm not a very like strategic plan everything out kind of a person. I just like today, I just hit, I had no notes for what I was going to talk about. I just hit play and go. And 
It's so important to remember that no one else had the answers first. No one else knew what was going to happen. And sometimes in business, those points that really make you grow are also incredibly fucking terrifying. And it's jumping out of that comfort zone. It's jumping out of that bird's nest that really, really lets you spread your wings and fly. So I hope that this was helpful. And I hope that this message landed with you. I'm sure there are lots of you out there who needed to hear this today. Um, So yeah, I think that that's all that I have to say. Let me know what you guys think about this solo podcast format. Maybe we'll toss in some more of these. This was kind of fun. And if you have any questions or any comments, as always, reach out to me on Instagram at Abby Valletta. And we'll see you next time here on Ask Abby. 